which is found on page 1677 in the Pew Bibles, John chapter 15, verses 9 through 17. Hear the word of God. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. This is the word of God for the people of God. I have told you this, Jesus says to his disciples, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. The joy of the Lord is in you. Hey, Chad, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Can you back it up some? Excuse me, I want to Don't want me to be unhappy up here. No. <laughs> Thank you. That my joy, Jesus says, may be complete in you. Joy. Everybody knows, right? Jay. I know, it's the cheap illustrations. They're really good, isn't it? But joy. When you run into it or when you have it, you don't forget it. Joy is powerful. It changes the course of relationships. It welds people together. Right? You meet somebody that's joyful, then you want to be around them. It helps build your relationship. It opens the doors of heaven because joy is a characteristic of God. So that being in you and being alive in you is a direct connection to heaven. Joy breaks down barriers. Now I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness fades. Joy doesn't. It's not dependent on your circumstance. Joy is truth. It's foundational. It's who God is, and it's who we are as believers. Joy is alive. It makes you do things that you normally wouldn't do. It can make you jump. Jump for... Right? 
Now, it, isn't it funny that phrases that we've used our whole lives carry truth? It makes us shout. The number one way joy is expressed in the Bible is through shouting. There we go. But at points we go, uh-oh, that's a little outside my comfort zone. Let your team score a touchdown. I mean, let, let yourself see your child or your grandchild you know, do something amazing. And there is such an expression of the elation of what that circumstance that has just happened, that it just comes out. To the point where it comes out and you start looking down this way and you look this way and you're like, oh, did that just come out of my mouth? Yes, because joy makes us shout. It does. It makes us stand up and dance. It will make you raise your hands. And it will put you on your feet. That's joy. Joy is valuable. Valuable. It is worth something. If it wasn't worth something, why does the devil want to steal it from you? Come on. And it's like when God starts talking, it's like, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Joy is valuable, it is part of the jewelry of heaven. If you can look at it that way, it is worth something because when you carry it, it changes your perspective of the circumstances and the situations in which you're living. And not only does it do that, but it encourages other people to see their circumstances through your joy. That's why we're talking about sharing it. It's not ours to hold on to, but it's ours to give. It is valuable. Joy is welcomed, is it not? Everybody's been in that situation where you're like, man, I could really use a good dose of joy. Right? And it is contagious. It is contagious. People see God in you. Okay? We talked last week. Peace is part of God's character. Joy is part of His character. But when people see those things in us, they want it. And when I say people see God in you, they are seeing His character alive. And they want it. Because they've tried everything else. But it is contagious. Joy is in you. And Jesus tells us so in John chapter 15. As I've said, it is a characteristic of God. It is His character. Oftentimes we are told that we act like or we look like or we do things that resemble our parents. Good or bad. But we do. 
And it's, it's the, the most interesting thing. Julie walked past me the other day. I was sitting in the recliner. She goes, man, you just sit just like your dad. Had no idea. It was just, all I knew was that it was comfortable. Right? But we do it without thinking. But people... God in us. By how we act and what we do. And what we display. The character of God. Joy is also strength. Talks about that in Nehemiah chapter 8. I'll read some of it. Nehemiah chapter 8. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Out of chapter 8. When the seventh month came and the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled as one, as one man in the square before the water gate. They told Ezra, the scribe, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded for Israel. They brought it out because it had been lost for 60 plus years. They found it as they were doing construction. It was dusty and covered, and they brought it out. So over 60, for over 60 years, the children of Israel had not heard of the laws of Moses. 60 years, you're talking about a whole other generation that had never heard. Interesting, isn't it? But it comes out, and so on the first day of the seventh month, Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of the people which was made up of men and women, and all who were able to understand. He read it out loud from daybreak until noon, as he faced the square of the people. All the people listened attentively to the book of the law, partly because they'd never heard it. Ezra the scribe took, stood on a high wooden platform built for the occasion. Beside him on the right, stood, and it lists off a whole lot of names that I cannot pronounce. Ezra opened up the book. All the people could see him because he was standing above them, and as he opened it up, the people stood up. Sound familiar? What do we do when we read the Scriptures? You stand. This is part of where it comes from, church. Nehemiah chapter 8. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all of the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen and Amen. Then they bowed down and they worshipped the Lord with their faces on the ground. The people were instructed in the law while they were standing there. They read from the book of the law, making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people could understand what was being read. How, much, how many of you appreciate when, when we read the Scriptures here and I talk about it and I, I, t I tell you what it means? I'm sorry, I, I can't take credit for it. It happened back in Nehemiah chapter 8. But it's something that helps all of us understand, doesn't it? And so he, here is Ezra and he's reading the law to these people who had never heard it before. And if they haven't heard it before, they don't understand it. And so he's explaining it to them. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them all, This day is sacred to the Lord. 
Do not mourn and do not weep, because the people were weeping as they heard the law. The response of weeping in hearing the truth of God is conviction. That's what that is. Just like every one of us in some form or fashion has had to sit in front of a parent or an authority figure and they called us out on something that we had been doing wrong and you feel repentant and sorry and you weep. And that's what the people were doing. They were weeping. But they were told not to. As a matter of fact, Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some of those, send, send some of that to those who have nothing prepared. This day is sacred. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So right here is a situation where people are feeling guilty, repentant for what they had been doing. They had not pleased God and they knew it. And they were grieving. They were sorry. Nehemiah says, go enjoy a feast. Basically, you're being forgiven. Go enjoy a feast. And take your mourning and turn it into gladness because joy is your strength. So it's in those times when we are hurting and we are sad, whether we have done something wrong and need forgiveness, or a situation or a circumstance in life has caused us pain. Joy that is from God, that is a characteristic of God, is powerful and it can take you from grieving to rejoicing. It can take you from sadness to gladness. That's the power of God. To take from one thing and turn it to the next. That's the power of God. And that's the joy that lives in you. The question is, that every one of us have to, has to face, is do you have your joy? Has it been stolen? Do you not have it? Is it been buried? That same power that can take, take sadness into gladness can help you locate your joy. Let me encourage you by saying this. It is not lost. God knows exactly where it's at. You might not, but He does, and that's okay. Let Him reveal it to you again. It's not gone. The enemy may steal it for a moment, but God is the one that's given it to you, and it is within you. Find it. This isn't one of those things that just is like, well, you know, if I run across it, that'd be great. Or, if something gets misplaced in the house and you're like, you know, I, I know it's around here somewhere, I'll, I'll, I'll come across it. 
You see, that, that, it, that, that allows the enemy to go, good. I can keep it hidden for this much longer. I'm saying, church, be intentional on pursuing it. Find it. It is valuable. If you lose something valuable, what do we do? Turn the house upside down. Don't we? We don't stop until we have it. We don't quit until it's in our hands. Make joy valuable to you. Because it is. It changes things. It is powerful. It is God-given. Find it. And if you don't know how, ask. Ask the one who knows where it is. He'll tell you. He'll bring it to you. He'll lead you to it. But don't let it go hidden. Find it. And when you do, share it. Because you know what? There's a lot of people that need it. Is it not? We are the light of the world. The joy of heaven has come to this earth. And it has been deposited into each one of us. If it takes wearing a crazy sweater in Kroger, wear it. Do it. But share what you have because there's a lost and dying world that we live in. In a hurting world. And they need the joy that you have. Share it. Put it on display. 2 Samuel chapter 6 is when the Ark of the Covenant is coming into Israel and David is leading it coming into Israel. Samuel chapter 6. Read it. David's joy was loud, if I can put it that way. He danced and he sang, and he had all the instruments playing, and then he danced some more, to the point where people were offended by how much he was dancing. And if you read in the details of what he was wearing, because he wasn't wearing anything. I don't recommend that in Kroger. I'd have to get Chick to let me in jail. I, but the point is, is that he was so beside himself at the joy of the Lord. Put it on display. Put it on display. That's going to push you outside of your comfort zones. It will. And it's okay. Well, I, you know, Pastor Ian, I just don't feel very comfortable. I understand. I've been there. But I'm going to be very honest with you. It's not about you. It is not about you. It is about all of the people who are standing around you who don't know the truth, who are lost, who are hurting, who are the people that Jesus came to die for. Let them see Him through you. Put your joy on display. Actively live it.
Actively live it. And if you don't know how, again, ask God to give you an opportunity. He will. Oh, He will. And out of those opportunities come testimonies. Come stories about how He's moved through your life, how He's used you, how other people's lives have changed. And they are now joyful. Joy. Share it. It's been given to you by God. And He has not walked away from you. He's deposited His Holy Spirit in you so that not only do you have that joy, but that your joy be complete. Do you know what that means? Complete? It means full. Not just full, full to the brim. Not just full to the brim, but full to overflowing. Full to overflowing. So if I have my cup sitting up here, and that cup represents me or you, and all of my papers up here represent all of the people that are in your sphere of influence and impact, and I start to fill my cup with water, and I just fill it till it's overflowing, what's going to happen to my papers? They're going to get wet. If you let God fill your heart to overflowing with joy, the people around you will be impacted. They will. So let Him. Let Him help you find your joy again. Uncover it. Unbury it. And then let Him fill you up. You need it, I need it, and the people are. Father, Lord God, we are thankful for this day that you have given us, how you have blessed us in ways we don't even know. But you have. Father, there are things that we see that we know how you have blessed us. And Father, I just ask you today, as we remember the joy that was sent to this earth, your Son, Jesus Christ, that we allow our hearts to be opened. Father, that we allow our joy to be uncovered. Father, there are some here that know exactly where their joy is. They know exactly where it went. They know exactly how the enemy came in and stole it, hid it, covered it. Father, whatever the situation, the circumstance, whatever the past holds, God, I just ask in your mighty name that it all be revealed, that it all be uncovered. And Father, I ask that in that joy that each person is strengthened and is empowered and is comforted through the process of re-engaging their joy. And Father, I pray for every person that we come in contact this week. Lord, that they would just see your joy in us. 
And Father, that we would follow through on the things that you put on our hearts and our minds to do for others as we display your joy this, this coming week. And Father, I pray that you make it so addictive to our hearts. God, that we just want to walk in it every day. That we just want to display you in these ways. And Father, through those, through those things that you bring us to do, that we will get to know you even more. Lord God, we love you. We worship you. And we are thankful for your gift of joy to us. In Jesus' name, amen.